Hello, and welcome to the Very Grateful Mind podcast with your host, Vioni. Me. Hi. (laughs) I am grateful that you've chosen to tune in with me today. If you listened to last week's podcast, we were talking about using the breath to control your emotions. As the month of September, I was talking about the breath and really using the breath to begin a practice of awareness. If you know me by now, you know that my biggest thing that I really want people to do is find joy in their life. Just enjoy life, enjoy the process of growing and learning and empowering people to make decisions for themselves that help them to be holistically healthy and free to be themselves. So that's why I'm here. Now, starting in the month of October, we will be talking about cycles and rhythms. But before we get started, I wanted to give you an update on events that are coming up at the end of this month. My friend Hannah and I are going to host another event. So if you're local to me, please, if you're interested, send me an email at vioni at verygratefulmind.com. This event is going to be Halloween themed and we're going to do yoga and have yummy healthy treats that are Halloween themed with our kids. So if you're interested in practicing with your kids, no matter what their age is, we're going to have a fun yoga class. We're going to keep it short and sweet, 20 to 30 minutes max. And then we're just going to have fun. The kids can come and dress up in whatever they want to dress up in for Halloween. And we're just going to have a really good time. So if you're interested, again, email me, vioni at verygratefulmind.com, V-I-O-N-Y at V-E-R-Y-G-R-A-T-E-F-U-L-M-I-N-D.com. So let's go ahead and dive in. In today's episode, we're going to talk about cycles and rhythms. If you've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of episodes, you are now aware that I do a lot of tracking and syncing of my body. It's through the practice of yoga that I've really learned to find awareness and give myself grace. Because if you knew me even a year ago, I would not give myself any grace for anything. I always wanted to be a perfectionist. I was known as the overachiever. And if I didn't do well enough, according to myself, I would give myself a really hard time and I would kick myself. For example, I'll tell you a story about today. I am in a few days, that time period, few days before I start my period. I now know that it is during this time period that my energy is lower. And during this time, fitness-wise, it's best to stick to aerobic exercise 
something that's not so high intensity, anaerobic. It's a great time to really maybe do yoga, running, something that keeps your heart rate at a steady rate, aerobic oxygen to the body. Today, I went to the gym as I always do. I love it. It's something I enjoy. CrossFit is my jam, okay? I do it because I like love being around my friends, doing something that's challenging. My body feels great. I may be sore, but it just feels good to be doing something that makes me feel like I'm getting stronger and progressing in every day. And what I've learned is that progress doesn't have to look like every day I do better than the day before. Progress is just an average of progress over time, right? So I used to think that if I didn't perform at my best, every time I went to the gym, there was something wrong with me. I would let it get to me again. Like I talked about last week with emotions, (laughs) I would let the emotions get the best of me. I would let it derail my day. And I would just be angry at myself. So frustrated, be like, I can't believe that I couldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I would start snapping at everybody else. So it was this snowball effect of annoyance, aggravation. Plus it is a couple of days before I start my period, I would have major irritability. So like hormonally, I'd already be kind of off. Then I'm adding all these emotions that I'm not an observer of. I just let the emotions take over. And my nervous system is now out of whack. The sympathetic nervous system is taking over and I'm just raging. So it would just snowball throughout my day. When I started practicing yoga about six years ago, I started to learn the importance of awareness. Awareness of my body, becoming an observer of my emotions, awareness of what's going on around me and to just take it all in, to stop and breathe. And like they say, stop and smell the roses. So I now know that I don't need to be kicking myself. So instead what happened today, when I went to the gym, I was already aware of how I energetically was going to show up at the gym and that it would be best if I stuck to an aerobic workout. Now, yeah, the gym already has an activity planned. They already have the workouts programmed, but that doesn't mean that you can't scale. So I scaled it back. I didn't need to do a 35 pound dumbbell if that I could do in a week or two when my energy is better or higher, not better, because I'm trying to stay away from language that's dualistic, that is like good or bad or better or worse, because in reality, energy is just energy. You and I are just you and I. The tree is a tree. The tree is not better than that tree. It just is. So that's a whole other thing. We'll get to another time. What I want to really reiterate here is that I had an awareness of where I would be energetically and how my body would act or 
how my body would perform that act, how my body would perform today. So I went to the gym, already was on a good foot because I was giving myself some grace, had a good time with my family this morning. I know that, you know, here I am a couple of days before my period, I might be a little tired. I also heard some sad news yesterday. So like taking all of that into consideration, like I didn't sleep that great. I also, as you might be aware, because I talk about this all the time, I track my sleep, my recovery, my strain with my whoop tracker. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can get a free whoop tracker with a 30 day free to try it out. If you want to check it out, it has helped me to just track everything. I love tracking. If you don't like tracking, maybe I'm not the coach for you. I don't know, but anyway, and that's okay to each his own. But if you are like, this turns you on, like you're like, oh my God, I love tracking because I love knowing all the things. Cause I just love knowing all the things and knowing where I'm at and understanding my body, then keep listening because we're going to learn about tracking the cycles. So we have various rhythms in our life, right? Let me get back to what I was saying. So today I went to the gym. (laughs) I almost skipped. Okay. I get so excited. I just sometimes skip over what I was going to say, and then I have to backtrack. Let's go back to my story. Went to the gym, did the workout. I scaled it back. I try to do the weight that I would have done when I was feeling a little bit more energetic, but instead scaled back, had a good time. I showed up. I still worked out hard. I still had a significant amount of strain and I felt great. I had fun with my friends. I still tried something out. I was aware of the fact that I would be tired and that's okay. And I did not kick myself. I wasn't angry at myself. It's all good. I'm good. And something I talked about with one of my friends at the gym was, you know, this happens. These are cycles. These are rhythms. It's okay to not be okay. Sometimes what can cause you to get out of hand is letting the emotions and this negative self-talk take over and derail your day or your week or your relationships. Like this stuff can dig deep. You start talking badly about yourself, negative self-talk. It turns into you hating yourself. You hate yourself. You're angry at everyone else. You start to ruin relationships because you don't have any grace for yourself. So you have zero grace for anyone else. And it just, it becomes this negative snowball effect. Life's too short. I have chosen I know that everything is a choice. Every decision I make is my decision. Sure. Are there things that are outside of me that happen? Yes. Things happen outside of me. I always have the choice of how I get to react, how I want to react, how I want to live my life, the decisions on how I want to direct my days. It is my choice. So I have chosen to start listening to my body and its cycles and rhythms and the cycles of seasons and the cycles of the moon and the cycles of everything to understand how it all works together. Because at the end of the day, we are all 
united. The word yoga means unity. Once you start to understand yourself, understand cycles, understand rhythms, understand your cues, your emotions, understand, and this is another thing we'll talk about later on in some future episodes, attachment styles, how you relate with other people and how other people relate with you. Once you start to understand and you have awareness of all of those things, now you have somewhere to start healing anywhere that something might be off. So today, we're just going to talk about the overview of the menstrual cycle. Now, we could go <laughs> menstrual cycles. Like there are people who are experts in this and this is all they teach on because this can get really detailed. But we're going to just do an overview of the menstrual cycle, the hormones, how to eat how our body processes food at different times of the cycle, how our energy levels are at different times of the cycle, so that maybe you can take this information and start applying it into your life and start to have some awareness because frankly, a lot of, I don't know about you, and I am not a scientist in this, so let me just clarify, I am not a scientist. I am a yoga teacher and a fitness coach. So, what I'm telling you are things that I've learned from books I've read, podcasts I've listened to. What I want to help you with is set practices for yourself so that you can have this awareness so that you can start living life feeling a little freer and you can walk with a smaller cloud over your head or get rid of the clouds so that the sun's shining. Not every day is going to be perfect, but at least you can start being aware of where you're at. All right. Rhythms and cycles. We are all aware of rhythms and cycles. We're aware of the seasons of the year. We're aware of solar cycles, the rising and setting of the sun. We are aware of the lunar cycles. We're aware of the ocean's tides and all of nature is tuned in to these rhythms and cycles. Humans have evolved to be linked to these seasons and cycles. So this is called being, being tied to these internal rhythms is called the infradian, infradian rhythm. It's the monthly cycle of your hormones. They will impact your physiology, including what you need in your nutrients, what you require to eat and your exercise capability. So really a lot of people think of the menstrual cycle as the time you're bleeding. No, 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 no. The menstrual cycle is actually the entire cycle of the month. Okay. That's okay. If you've, if that's all you like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And this is the first time you're hearing this fine. It's fine. Cause I used to be like that. I wasn't aware of this until I started learning about it myself. 
So there are four phases of this monthly cycle and each one affects your body differently. If you become, start to become aware of your cycle, you can actually begin to sync the types of food and nutrients you start to take in at different phases and how you exercise at different phases of your menstrual cycle so that your hormones are balanced. So we've talked about balancing the nervous system. This is part of it. All of it is related, yoga, unity. It's all united. Your nervous system, which runs everything in your body, also is tied to these cycles, right? So when we talk about cycle syncing, cycle syncing is adapting what you're doing in your life, which is everything, everything in your life, from your nutrition to your exercise to your work and your work habits and deadlines, all syncing it to support you where you are in the phase of your menstrual cycle. Because once you start to sync everything, it supports your health and proper hormone functions. Why is it so important? It can improve how you feel. If you feel good, it improves how you look. You start to glow naturally. And it also hormonally will improve how you look because you're going to start having more balanced hormones. And over time, you're going to perform better long-term. Helps you regulate your life. And it can reduce, this is huge, reduce the negative symptoms associated with your period, like PMS, cramping, and fatigue. I'm going to pause here and briefly talk about how in our society, we have been all raised in a masculine society. What I mean by that is all run by deadlines and schedules and just, you know, you have to follow certain regulations and rules and systems, which are all fine. All those things are fine, but we have forgotten how to listen to our rhythms because we're, we're listening to man-made schedules and man-made deadlines and man-made this and that and the other. And we're forgetting that we are humans. We are people. We are creatures who come from the earth, who come from the dust made of atoms. I'll get into that another time too. And we've evolved to follow cycles of the universe, the solar system, the earth, everything around us. And not to mention that, you know, our society is also built on toxic masculinity. So we're basically told to go, 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 go. And then we're all wondering and why we're all getting sick and we're all exhausted and we're all snapping at each other. This is why this is really important. And this is why I find so much importance in this because I was the person who couldn't stop. I have an incredibly strong willpower. If there is something that I set my mind to, I'm going to do it. I now know I don't need to 
push through exhaustion. I used to completely push through exhaustion. Other people from my job that I used to work at would push through the exhaustion. And I just thought that was just how it was, but something deep inside me was like, this is not how it is. So I eventually quit that job. Cause I knew if within me, this is not how it is. I'm going to set out to find something that feels natural to me. And this feels natural to me. So here we are. So let's get to know your cycle for people who menstruate. I would like to say, I say people who menstruate because I am also learning and becoming aware that we are not people who are just binary genders. Now there's a rainbow of genders. And so I want to leave this open for everybody because everybody belongs and everybody can be who they want to be because we all deserve to feel free in our own bodies and selves and to feel loved and belonging. So this is for people who menstruate, regardless of gender. Phase one is your menstrual phase. This phase starts on the first day of your period and it lasts somewhere between three to six days. Phase two is the follicular phase. It begins after your menstruation and it ends around day 12. Phase three is the ovulatory phase and it occurs around 13 to 16 days of your cycle, the 13th to 16th day of your cycle. And it lasts somewhere around three to four days. And phase four is the luteal phase, roughly the days 17 through 28. This phase occurs after you ovulate and ends when you start menstruating. That's where the, where, blah, that's where I am now. Hello, luteal phase. I'm feeling great and tired. We'll get to that soon. During each of these phases, the hormone levels change, which changes how you feel. It will affect your energy level, your mood, your appetite, your exercise recovery, your stress responses. Hello, nervous system. Hello, connect to the breath. And even your pain tolerance is affected. Have you, speaking of that, have you ever been to get your eyebrows or any part of your body waxed close to your period or on your period? <laughs> it hurts so bad. But if you go to some other time during your menstrual cycle, another phase, it's not as bad. Bingo. It's hormonal. Yes, it's happened to me. This is why I said that. <laughs> so today I'm going to cover each phase and how it impacts how you feel. And the rest of this month, we're going to talk about other things that you can sync to become aware of it and starting to set some practices for yourself. So to track your cycle, you can use all kinds of things, right? You can use your Apple phone. I have an app that came with it, the health app. You can track your cycle there. I also put it into my calendar so that I'm aware. I like to look at my desk calendar, which is huge. And I like to look at my planner. I, have a, I love planners, trackers, all things. 
So I have a planner that I have cute markers and stickers and I've written in there when I have my different phases of my menstrual cycle. I put it on my giant desk calendar. I put it on my phone and I'm tracking it in the health app. And even my whoop started to track it. Not as much. It really doesn't, it's not as robust as the app on the Apple phone. Um, but why do I keep saying Apple phone? iPhone? I mean, technically it's an Apple phone, whatever. Anyway, so yes, you can use whatever. App. There's all kinds of apps too. Um, some people pay for apps. I'm not going to do that. I already have my methods, but everyone has their own methods. So find what feels good for you. Play around with it. Again, it's a game. It's a journey. If it starts to feel frustrating, then something's off. Observer of your emotions. Observe if you're feeling aggravated by something. Maybe it's time to reevaluate, okay? So you'll start to figure out once you start tracking, let's say you begin start to start tracking on your iPhone. When you have your period, it's going to start calibrating, I guess. It will start calibrating what your monthly cycles look like. I, at first, just started tracking my period, like when my period started and how long it went. That's it. I didn't do anything else. More recently, I've bought a basal thermometer, which is a really sensitive thermometer that takes your temperature. You can take it right before you get out of bed. I'm not that strict about it. I just, I get out of bed and I put it in my mouth as I go to the bathroom. Like that's my routine. Uh, but as soon as you wake up, so as soon as I wake up, I take it, I put it into my app and the app will start to graph what your temperature is throughout the different days of your monthly cycle. You'll see trends when your temperature starts to rise and fall. The reason it, you need to have a basal thermometer is to have one that's sensitive because even a half a degree can really indicate um, a change in your hormones and in your phase of your menstrual cycle. So like it can mean the difference between ovulation and now you're in your luteal phase, for example. So the first marker you'll track, like I was talking about, is the first day of your period. Use whatever tracker you would like. doesn't matter to me. Do what feels good to you. And then when your period ends, the menstruation phase is complete. And that's when you enter the follicular phase. To figure out when your ovulation phase begins and ends, you'll need to track the basal body temperature. And if you want to get really into it, you can you can check the changes in your cervical mucus each day. I don't do that because I really just want to know what kind of what phase I'm in because I'm only using this for matters of knowing where I am. I only track the menstrual cycle to know where I am energetically so that I can support my body and my system with the correct food and exercise for each phase of my cycle. For those of you who are tracking for fertility reasons, that would probably be more of a reason why you would be tracking your cervical mucus each day and even doing ovulation tests, but it's not necessary if you're only doing it for understanding and having awareness of where you are in your menstrual cycle. So once ovulation occurs, 
you're going to experience a rise in your basal body temperature. This is why like the basal body temperature thermometer really helps, but this rise is only 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit, typically an average of that. And this temperature shift is sustained until the menstruation begins again. So the day before this temperature shift is the day you ovulated. I'll repeat that again. The day before your basal body temperature rises typically around 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit is the day that you ovulated. You may notice your energy is through the roof. You feel great. You feel magnetic. You might feel sensual and sexy. Yeah, ovulation. Your body <laughs> is ready to say, hello, let's make babies like you're super fertile. That's that's the day of ovulation. All right. So then as you track your temperature shifts, you'll start to notice, um, the different temperature changes and where you are in your menstrual cycle, as you continue to chart it. A lot of people will ask, okay, well, could I actually cycle sync if I'm on oral contraceptive or if I don't have a period? So if you're on hormonal birth control, it means that your hormones are being suppressed by the pill and you're probably not experiencing a period. Even if you have a monthly bleed, it is just the result of the withdrawal of these hormones that are in your body from the oral contraceptive. And while you're on your oral contraceptive, you're not ovulating. So you won't experience these hormonal changes in your cycle. So it probably wouldn't apply to practice cycle syncing. Now, if you're not pregnant or on the oral contraceptive and you don't have a regular period, go check with your doctor because hormonal imbalances like PCOS could be a root cause. So just talk with your doctor. If your doctor recommends starting the pill to get your period back, it actually won't address the underlying issue that you might have from not having a period because the pill suppresses the natural hormones and replaces them with synthetic ones. So if you stop the pill, even if you got on it to get your period and then stop it, those underlying issues are still going to be there. So look for the underlying root cause and work to get your hormones balanced naturally. So in order to actually cycle sync, it's important to work to get your period back and get your hormones to balance naturally. But again, if you have these underlying root issues, talk with your doctor, you can figure these things out. Also, I recommend looking for a menstruation coach because they know a lot more about all of that. I'm just here to give you an overview of how to cycle sync. Now, another question people have is, can I start cycle syncing if I have irregular periods? And yes, you could. When you implement the cycle syncing with irregular periods, also work to find any underlying causes for the irregular periods. There could be certain hormonal imbalances. Uh, maybe estrogen might be high, low progesterone. So find ways, again, talk to a menstruation coach uh, to figure those things out. But you possibly could eventually, if you have irregular periods, 
get to cycle syncing. So let's get to the nitty gritty. How does this work? Phase one, your menstrual phase is when progesterone drops and that's when your body begins to shed the endometrial lining and you begin your period. Your hormone levels, including estrogen and progesterone have dropped. And how you might feel at the start of this phase is when your energy levels are the lowest. You might want to rest a little bit more. You might feel like, I just want to just be in my pajamas and lay in bed all day. You might want to sleep more. You might actually need more sleep. You don't want to do intense workouts during this time. And this is a really great time to begin coming inward. Introspection, journaling, reflection, doing aerobic exercise that's lower intensity. So this is a great time to evaluate and review how you're doing. Take care of yourself. And a great question to ask yourself during this time, and you can journal on it. What have you learned and how would you make decisions in the future from what you've learned? Phase two, the follicular phase. This phase begins when your period ends. In your body, estrogen slowly begins to increase and peaks just before ovulation. Your hypothalamus sends follicle-stimulating hormones to your ovaries to help mature the eggs. How you're feeling during this time is it feels like it's time for something new. You're going to be like open to new ideas. Your energy is going to start coming back. You're going to have a peak of creativity. You can start brainstorming and set and planning, setting intentions for the future. If you have any projects to start, this is a great time to do that. If you want to hit up the gym a little harder, you can do that. And your immune system is high functioning during this time. So you're less likely to get sick. These hormonal changes slow down your metabolism. So your cravings are lower and they continue to stay low through the ovulatory phase. You're also more insulin sensitive during this phase due to the increasing levels of estrogen. So as a result, carbs, carbohydrates are used more efficiently. So it's great to use carbohydrates to fuel for workouts. This is when you're going to be like feeling great and you can hit PRs and things like that. You're just, you're just going to know it. You're going to be like, yes, I can do all the things. Phase three is the ovulatory phase. This is when your body releases the egg into the fallopian tubes and down the uterus where your uterine lining has rejuvenated during the follicular phase. In your body, estrogen and luteinizing hormone are both peaking and stimulates the release of the egg. Your fertility peaks just before you ovulate. So if you want to conceive, this is the time to try. During this phase, it's very short. The hormone changes are dramatic and you might notice a dramatic change in how you feel. This is when your energy is at its peak. You feel more sociable, you're feeling magnetic, you wanna get out of the house and be around other people. High intensity workouts are great during this time. You have so much motivation and energy and you could hit a PR during this time. Also during this time, you may be collaborating and communicating like 
like a superstar. So this is a great time to start working with others on big projects and your immune system remains revved up because the estrogen levels are still high, which keeps you strong and you have less chances at getting sick during this time. The luteal phase, phase four. In this phase, progesterone rises. So that's why your basal body temperature goes up, which primes the uterus for the arrival of the fertilized embryo. Well, if it's not fertilized, what happens next? You go into your next phase, you start a period. Your physiology, this is when your progesterone is at its peak. Estrogen rises slightly. Then the hormone levels drop to the lowest level right before your period starts. That's that downward shift of those, of those uh, hormones is what's responsible for any symptoms of PMS that you may, you may experience. The first half of this phase is great to get things done. You may be able to focus better. You might wanna put organizing and other administrative tasks during this time of your menstrual cycle and finishing up projects that are on your schedule. Your body is less insulin sensitive during this phase. So you could do some great strength training and aerobic efforts. So I'm going to tell you a story. So today's workout was some strength training for shoulders. And while I felt strong, I couldn't go like full speed ahead during the workout of the day. So instead I just maintained a steady effort so I could remain aerobic and that felt sustainable for me. And I wasn't kicking myself, like I said, because I knew that that was what was sustainable for me for today's workout. This is the time also where your immune system starts to downshift. The reason for this physiologically is it prevents the immune system from potentially attacking a fertilized embryo. Isn't that fascinating? I didn't know that um, until I started learning about this, but this is pretty cool. And then your energy expenditure, which is your metabolism, increases eight to 16%. So it means you don't just feel hungrier. Your body's actually burning more fuel and requires more calories. I 100% can attest to this. This week I have been hungrier. I want to eat more food. I am the queen of tracking. I also track the macronutrients that I'm eating because it helps me be aware of how much protein, carbs, and fat I'm taking in. And this week I'm starving all the time. I'm like so hungry. I'm like, I don't have enough calories to eat, blah, blah, blah. So that I'll just eat more. So during this time, you might actually be able to consume somewhere around 250 to 300 more calories than average. During this phase, your body stress response is heightened and you would release more cortisol in response to that stress, which makes stress management really critical during this time. This is the time to take care of yourself and breathe. <laughs> Go check out my videos on how to breathe practice some of these meditations, take a nice, long, warm Epsom salt bath, do what you need to do to take it slower and breathe. So when your hormone levels drop, this is what happens. Your energy levels drop. So scale back during that time. And then when your period starts, you start right back over again. 
So something I want to conclude with here is when you sink your cycle into your life, you'll be a more patient parent. You'll be more patient with your significant other, your partners. You will be able to give yourself grace and you'll just feel like you're flowing. You're flowing instead of fighting the current, instead of trying to swim upstream, instead of listening to the toxic masculinity of this whole culture that we live in, that's go, 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 schedule, schedule, schedule. No, 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 no. Once you start listening to your cycles, listening to your body and what it needs, you'll feel like you're flowing and it will feel like an effortless effort. Continue to tune in because the rest of this month, we're going to go a little bit deeper about how to support ourselves with food during these different phases, support ourselves with exercise during these different phases and giving yourself grace. And I'll also be leading us through some nice breathing exercises and meditations. So you'll want to tune in. I also have a special guest that will be coming on, so stick around. I really appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. I appreciate that you are taking the time to learn, to become aware of yourself, of your cycles and rhythms, because that's to me, the number one step to start changing your life and start making changes because we all can manifest the life we want through the decisions that we make, despite what society wants to tell you, which is rely on this to have a better blah, blah, blah. Everything you need is within you. When you start to tune in, when you start to become aware and you start to set practices for yourself that support you, not restrict you, not to punish you, but support you, you will feel so loved. And you deserve that. We all do. So stop trying to power through your cycle, lean into it, embrace it, and use it to make your life run smoothly. Because we all deserve it. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please follow me on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Also, I accept any listener support that you feel led to give because this financial support also supports me to keep doing what I'm doing. And if you have any friends that would be interested, please share my podcast with them. I also want to remind you of the event at the end of this month, the Halloween themed parents and kids 
yoga and treats where my friend Hannah and I will be hosting a little fun morning with kids yoga. Well, really it's family yoga and they get to dress up and also we get to make some fun treats that are Halloween themed that are also healthy. So I hope you can join us. Email me at Vioni at verygratefulmind.com. I will also post this in the show notes. And I am wishing you the most lovely cycle coming up. May you continue to be aware and flow with grace. The light in me loves and honors the light in you. Follow me at Very Grateful Mind on Instagram. Check out my web- website, verygratefulmind.com. Thank you, friends. Namaste.